Hello, everyone. Hope you're having a fantastic start to your Thursday morning. I'm your host, Jairus, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Just Saying. In this episode, I'm going to be recapping the Super Bowl for y'all, and then we're going to move on to the NHL. Uh, we're going to split it up this week because if we don't, it's going to be a very long episode. Uh, we still have the NBA trade deadline to talk about and some signings in the MLB, as well as other things. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started with part one of this episode of Just Saying. Uh, Super Bowl 58, first of all. We got not a new champion, but a champion. Uh, let's not pretend we didn't already know who was going to win. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, man, they are just in the middle of a dynasty. They're the team to be right now. They look like they cannot be stopped. Um, but we will talk about it. Uh, let's go ahead and go through it here. Um, I took notes on the entire game. I watched the entire game all the way through. Um, so uh, here's your recap. So the first quarter, uh, 49ers received the kickoff. After a good start to the first drive, Christian McCaffrey fumbles, and it is recovered by the Chiefs at their 27. But the 49ers' defense doesn't let them capitalize. Chiefs punt. Back-to-back -back flags on Trent Williams makes it a second and 27 for the Niners on the next drive. Niners can't convert and punt. Uh, Richie James is then brought down at the 11 as Kansas City receives the ball. Uh, Mahomes is sacked by Yun. Chiefs punt soon after with Niners dominating on defense. Just the line of scrimmage, man, they were dominating on both sides of the ball uh, early in this game. Uh, two big receptions put the Niners into Chiefs territory. Uh, third and 14 coming up after a loss on the play. Uh, end of the first quarter. Uh, second quarter, McDuffie blocks an end zone pass intended for Debo Samuel. Jake Moody then kits, kicks a record 55-yard field goal in the Super Bowl to open the scoring for the Niners. Patrick Mahomes to Kadarius Toney for a 52-yard reception, then puts the Chiefs at first and goal. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco then fumbles on the next play, and it's recovered by the Niners. Just a brutal mistake there. Uh, then Travis Kelsey, not too happy with Andy Reid. Uh, he comes over, gives him a little shove, and probably says some not very nice words to his coach, uh, saying that he needed to keep him in there, or otherwise that wouldn't have happened. Uh, but we will discuss that after. Uh, the Chiefs defense, though, make the stop, and the Niners punt. Then Dre Greenlaw is out for the game after a torn Achilles while hopping from the sideline to go in. Just brutal. You can't make that up. That's just really, really bad luck, um, which is, was one of the big kind of turning points of the game because Greenlaw is just their, one of their best weapons on defense for the 49ers. Uh, Mahomes is then guilty of grounding, and the Chiefs punt on 4th and 13 soon after. Uh, Sneed then takes a personal foul penalty as emotions really start to rise in this game. In the red zone, Niners perform a trick play with Brock Purdy passing it to Jennings, then passes it to Christian McCaffrey and runs it 21 yards for the touchdown. Uh, just an incredible play by Kyle Shanahan, uh, but if it didn't go right, that could have been disastrous. But it works out, and it was great to see. Uh, then, after the play, Chris Jones calls out the Chiefs' defense, called a meeting, said, you know, that can't happen, obviously. Uh, then it is 10-0 San Francisco after that touchdown. 
Uh, Kansas City's final drive ends on a fourth and six in the red zone. And then Harrison Bucker makes a 28-yard field goal to put the Chiefs on the board. End of the second. Uh, so coming out of the first half, uh, start of the third quarter, the Chiefs receive the kickoff this time. But Isaiah Pacheco bobbles the snap on the first play. And then Brown picks off Mahomes after at the Kansas City 44-yard line. I believe that was Mahomes' first interception in a long time in the playoffs. I want to say it was like eight games, but that's just how good he's been. But the Chiefs' defense doesn't let them convert. Uh, The teams trade punts. Debo Samuel then exits with a hamstring injury, but he would return to the game. Uh, Mahomes then rushes 22 yards on a designed run after picking up a previous first down, but that's as close as they get on that drive. Bucker then sets the Super Bowl record with a 57-yard field goal, previously set by Jake Moody earlier in the game, uh, to make it 10-6 with the Niners still in front. Uh, Teams trade punts on a Chiefs punt. Then McLeod tries to recover after it hit a teammate's leg. Just bad luck there. And the Chiefs recover the fumbled punt. Um, And then they capitalize soon after with an 11-yard touchdown pass from Mahomes to Valdez-Scantling which he would have a very good game. He's been pretty clutch in these playoffs for the Chiefs. So the Chiefs take their first lead of the game at 13-10. and 10. Uh, Feliciano then goes to the blue tent. I didn't see if he returned to the game or not, uh, but that's the end of the third quarter. Going into the fourth quarter, uh, in my opinion, the game was kind of getting boring, uh, but it wouldn't. It would start to pick up here. So the fourth quarter, 49ers convert a fourth and three on the next drive, then Purdy to Jennings for a 10-yard touchdown pass. Uh, extra point, though, is blocked. Uh, Moody kicked it low, and it's blocked by the Chiefs special team to make it 16-13 to San Francisco. Uh, 49ers then with a huge stop on third and goal to force a field goal. Bucker makes that from 24 yards out to tie it 16-16. to uh, The 49ers on the next drive, they're just burning the clock. Uh, we go to the two-minute warning. Uh, Jake Moody then makes a 53-yard field goal with one minute and 54 seconds remaining in the game to put the Niners up 19-16. to 16. I just want to talk about here real quick. These kickers were clutch. Three 50-plus-yard field goals made in this game alone, and there had only been seven total in the last 57 Super Bowls. So great job to the kickers. They definitely did their job today and really was one of the big stories of this game for me. Uh, The Chiefs then marched down to field goal range with 40 seconds left. With 16 seconds left, Travis Kelsey comes up big with a 22-yard reception to give his team a chance to end the game all the way at the 11-yard line. But the Niners would hold strong, though, as they force a field goal and Bucker kicks the game-tying 29-yarder to send it to OT tied at 19 so did not expect that uh one when i was taking my notes i had written earlier that the next score would win the game because it just felt like these teams were so even with each other and that whoever scored next would win but they tie it and they send it to overtime in overtime san francisco receives the kickoff which would become very controversial in a minute uh, there's a first down after holding by Trent McDuffie on a third and 13. Uh, George Kittle then would exit with a shoulder problem, but returns to the game. 
Uh, Christian McCaffrey then runs 24 yards after a catch. Uh, Trent Williams, though, takes a 10-yard penalty, which sets up second and 12. And then Purdy to Jutsik nearly fails, but after review is converted. Uh, the Chiefs then shut down, or sorry, the Chiefs then shut the door in the red zone as Jake Moody kicks a 27-yard field goal to make it 22 to 19. Uh, Chiefs then get the ball because that's the overtime rules. And then on that drive, the Chiefs are faced with a fourth and one, but it is converted. Mahomes then goes beast mode, converting two first downs, including uh, to the 13-yard line on a third and inches. Then the game-winning play. Hartman on an Andy Reid design play gets the game-winning touchdown pass from Mahomes. Chiefs win 25-22. to So... Just genius, genius play by Andy Reid. That was also the same play he had used in the Super Bowl prior against the Eagles. Uh, the Chiefs become the first back-to-back Super Bowl champs since the 03-04 Patriots. They have gotten three Super Bowl titles in the last five years. Uh, Mahomes proves he's the best in the world, and the Chiefs show that they can win in any situation, on the road, as underdogs, or the favorite as the dominating team. Uh, three 10-plus come-from-behind Super Bowl victories for the Chiefs and Mahomes. Just incredible. Um, I'm not a fan of the Chiefs, but this playoff run, this Super Bowl championship, really has just, really has just made me show respect for the team and what they do. Uh, honestly, it's really cool to see Mahomes and what he does. Uh, I can't help but just be in awe when he's on the field. Uh, his creativity, his ability to extend plays, his ability to escape sacks, his uh, unwavering concentration in the pocket, uh, some of those things you just can't teach. Um, that's just pure physical instinct, pure intellectual instinct um he's just he just has that knack for the game um so just incredible incredible play by Mahomes uh and the Chiefs now their three-peat bid starts and no team has ever won three straight Super Bowls in a row in NFL history but the Chiefs might be the first one to do it it's a very big possibility and this playoff run has shown us you cannot count the Chiefs out the Chiefs are never underdogs, as Travis Kelsey said in a post-game interview. So, uh, Patrick Mahomes wins Super Bowl MVP, by the way. Uh, his third Super Bowl MVP. Uh, he's won the MVP in each Super Bowl that they've won. Uh, so, just incredible. Uh, he's only 28 years old. Uh, his career, he's already on track to be one of the greatest, if not the greatest, quarterback of all time so after the game uh coming out today or yesterday i think uh apparently the controversy that san francisco received the overtime kickoff was that multiple 49ers players say they did not know the ot rules changed which uh if kyle shanahan did not meet with his players and talk about the ot rules that was a a big mistake uh, in my opinion, the OT rules changed two years ago, so I'm not exactly like 
sold that they didn't have any idea that the OT rules changed. Uh, obviously, this was the first time it had happened in the last two years. Uh, so there's that, but that they didn't have any idea. I find it a little hard to believe, but multiple players have said it, so you know, they could be right, and that's on the coach for not uh, discussing with it prior to the game. So, And with that, that concludes the NFL season. That concludes the 2023 NFL season. And that means free agency starts. So be on the lookout because we will be keeping up with all the latest trades, all the latest signings, all the latest coach hirings, more firings, uh, anything like that. We will be able to keep you up to date on. So with that, uh, I'm going to take a short break here just to kind of catch my breath. Uh, So thank you all for listening up to this point. We will be back very soon. Welcome back, everyone, after that very brief break. Thanks for sticking around here. And if you haven't yet, go ahead and like the episode, follow the page so you don't miss out, and go ahead and drop a follow on our socials. We've got a Facebook page that we post content on uh, discussion posts we got an instagram give you a little behind the scenes look um so go ahead and follow those uh facebook we're real close to 100 followers we're at 84 currently so if you want to help support us go ahead and do that and without further ado let's go ahead and move on to the nhl so for the nhl first uh flames forward martin martin pospisil signs a two-year one million dollar extension so good forward for them uh, earns himself a nifty extension there. Um, the NHL, so this is interesting, they review and adjust hit totals uh, because hitting has been down this year, and there's a little bit of controversy going on with that. Uh, so most players' hit totals have been increased, but where the controversy comes in is in the betting scene. So if you've been on uh, betting sites, uh, if you're in hockey, you can bet on like how many hits a player gets over or under. Uh, so this is controversial because since all the hit totals have been adjusted for the season, uh, maybe you had a bet that you lost that now with the adjusted hit totals, you might have won. So everyone's saying now, well, I shouldn't get my money now. And obviously the gambling sites aren't going to do that. Uh, but that's the controversy there. So I thought that was a very interesting point there. Uh, moving on, Mikhail Sergachev. Uh, so defenseman for the Lightning, um, took a brutal injury against the Rangers uh, when the Lightning returned from their All-Star break. Uh, and Sergachev, he had just returned. That was his first game in 17 games uh, after a previous injury. Um, and it looked as bad as it did, and it is as bad as it looked. Uh, he has surgery to repair a fractured tibia and fibula. Um, just brutal, brutal. Uh, his timetable for return is unknown, and he takes to Instagram to express his frustration. Now, I read the tweet, and I think it's great that he said what he said. Uh, basically, to sum it up, he said, like, um, why is the universe, you know, treating him this way? Uh, why me? 
Um, he said it's really devastating uh, getting injured first game back after missing so much time. So I think it was really like cool of him to do that. And because I don't think players talk a lot about like the mental part of like getting injured and the mental part of the game. So I thought it was really cool of him to express that uh, because it shows like, you know, athletes at the end of the day, they're still humans and they have these feelings just like we do. So for me, it really helped me to like relate to what he was saying, how I sometimes feel like when life gets me down. Uh, So I thought it was really cool to see like that, even though this guy's an athlete, making millions of dollars and doing what he loves every day that you know there's still those feelings that that they have that we have as well as normal people as you call it so i thought that was really cool for him to do that um i feel bad for him obviously uh because you know you want to help your team out uh, especially since the playoff spot's not exactly secured for the lightning yet uh but just wanted to give that little spiel there thought it was really cool of him to do that and you know i hope he has a speedy and safe recovery and he comes back even stronger so moving on uh the arizona coyotes uh their new arena we haven't heard much on it and it is being dragged on according to elliot friedman of sportsnet uh which is not good news uh it really feels like uh, the Coyotes' time in Arizona is running out. Uh, we could very well see a relocation in the near future if this is not sorted out. Um, Morello, the uh, owner of the Coyotes, will address his employees in the coming week. Um, so yeah, just uh, haven't heard anything. Uh, Bedman's responses to questions about the Coyotes have become more kind of like shaky i guess you call it a little more unsure of the team's future so really does feel like the time is ticking for this team uh to secure a building because they can't play in mullet arena forever it only houses five thousand people so uh we'll see what happens hopefully we get an update soon and i really do hope the coyotes stay in arizona because they do have a pretty good passionate fan base so it, it would be really sad if they left arizona Uh, Moving on, another team that's having arena problems. Uh, As we've mentioned before on this podcast, the Capitals and the Wizards are looking for a new building, uh, apparently in northern Virginia, around Alexandria. But the plan has hit a snag after government fighting has taken place. Uh, I looked it up, and from the Associated Press, uh, Virginia legislator Louise Lucas says the bill regarding the new arena and relocation is dead as far as she is concerned. So that was, you know, kind of an interesting piece of news there. Um, uh, the owners, the government saying they're confident that they'll work it out. Um, I think it's really huge deal to them. You know, if this doesn't work out, I mean, they're not really in critical need of a new building, uh, but we'll see what happens with that. Um, So moving on here, um, Calgary Flames goaltender uh, Vladar is out with a lower body injury. 
Uh, they recalled Dustin Wolf from the Wranglers. Uh, Auntie Ranta is out at least two weeks for the Carolina Hurricanes. And Shvechnikov returns after missing six weeks. Uh, Tomas Hurdle is out a few weeks after knee surgery for the Sharks. So hopefully he recovers there. I guess apparently it was like a cartilage problem, which does not sound pleasant to me. Uh, Owen Power for the Sabres is out at least a week after getting hurt at practice. And Evgeny Dananov for the Stars is out indefinitely after a lower body fracture, which is a new way of describing an injury. Instead of just saying lower body injury, just saying lower body fracture. So that's new. Uh, Nikita, Zor- Nikita Zadorov was suspended two games for a head hit on Lucas Raymond. Uh, when the Red Wings played the Canucks. Uh, did not look great, uh, but Raymond would return to the game after briefly exiting, so that's good. And in that game, the Red Wings win it with Jake Wallman having an overtime penalty shot. He scores on Casey DeSmith to win the game 4-3, to and of course, it's Jake Wallman, so he's got to give you that gritty selly, which is just... It is incredible. I'm sure a lot of people find it cringe, but I think it's great. He's my favorite player on the Red Wings. Um, so this is controversial right now. Uh, Morgan Riley, defenseman for the Maple Leafs, mugs Ridley Gregg after he slap shots an empty netter as Toronto loses to Ottawa. Um, he's facing a possible suspension. Um, he does have an in-person hearing uh, updated now, so it is going to be at least five games uh, with the Department of Player Safety. Um, I've seen a lot of talk saying that, oh, the slap shot in the empty net was classless. Uh, it was, you know, you don't do that. It's an unwritten rule. You know, it's just wrong. You don't do that. Um, a lot of the Leafs said Riley's response was justified. And honestly, I think it was, um, you know, I, I would not be happy with that. Um, does it deserve a suspension? Yes, I think. I don't think it should deserve five games. I think five games is a lot. I would understand like maybe two, maybe three, but one to two games I think would be reasonable. Because um, obviously, if you do something like that, the team is not going to take kindly to you, you know, slap shot in an empty netter or like an excessive celebration uh, after a goal. Um, so I didn't think the response was n- inappropriate at all. Uh, I thought it was appropriate, but I thought it was like great. Like it was great action. Um, I don't see anything wrong with the player slap shot in uh, an empty net goal. Um, you know, kind of stick it to him, like, yeah, we beat you, you know, losers, take the L kind of thing. But uh, I thought Raleigh's response was justified as well because um, I wouldn't take that if I was on the losing side. So, you know, if you take the side of Riley or if you take the side of Ridley Gregg, um, you know, let, let us know down in the comments. I'd be happy to know your thoughts. Uh, do you think Riley's response was appropriate? Uh, do you think Ridley Gregg's slap shot was classless and that it was uncalled for? Uh, let us know down in the comments. Uh, I'll put it in the Q&A uh, for the episode.
Uh, so moving on, uh, Alex Ovechkin, who has been pretty hot lately in his goal scoring after all the talks of him being, oh, well, he's obviously slowing down. He's 38 years old. He's not going to catch Wayne Gretzky's goal record now, blah, 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 blah. He does break one of Gretzky's records, maybe not the record he wants, but it is a record, a record for most empty net goals with 57. Ovechkin now has 57 empty net goals, which breaks Wayne Gretzky's previous record. And now he's only 60 behind Gretzky. I did want to point out he is 38 years old. Uh, In 46 games played this season, he has 11 goals, 22 assists for 33 points. But he was, last time I checked, on a five-game goal streak. Um, So he might be heating up. Maybe he'll have 30 goals by the end of the season. Uh, He is a UFA in 2026 when he turns 41. Uh, That's when his contract runs out for the Capitals that he signed back in 2021. So I still think that Ovechkin's going to catch Gretzky. Um, I don't really see how he doesn't unless he has like a career-ending injury, which hopefully, obviously, that doesn't happen. Uh, But all the people saying that, you know, he's not going to catch Gretzky now, you know, I don't think so. Um, if at the pace he's going at, uh, it was estimated that he's supposed to break the record sometime in the 2024, 2025 season. So I think unless something, you know, egregious happens, I think he's still going to break the record. And also people say, well, most of his goals are empty netters, you know, or they're from the circle on the power play. My opinion if a goal if a person can score goals from the same exact spot multiple multiple times all those goals he's gotten from the circle i think that's even more impressive because goalies and teams should know that that the shot is coming from that spot yet he still finds a way to score that goal so i th- i think it's even more impressive that he scores goals from the same spot uh because he just constantly uh, he's constantly deceptive with his shot in the same position and it's like you can't even stop it so i think it's even more impressive but that's my opinion again let me know what you think uh moving on here uh paul maurice the head coach for the florida panthers reaches fifth on the all-time wins list for coaches with 850 wins so congrats to maurice but Obviously, uh, him and the Florida Panthers have Stanley Cup aspirations, which is the real goal. And they've been one of the hottest teams in the league as of late. And they're catching up to the division lead, which is being held by the Bruins currently. Speaking of the Bruins, uh, Brad Marchand. And, you know, even though I hate the Bruins and I hate Brad Marchand, I do have respect for him. But I still call him the rat. So the rat plays in his 1,000th game against the Lightning tonight, which is going on right now. So I have respect for him, like I said. Congrats to Brad Marchand on 1,000 games played. That was not an easy feat um, in the National Hockey League with how physical the sport is. So any player that plays 1,000 games is one very fortunate and one very skilled. So kudos to Brad Marchand on 1,000 games played. 
All right. And finally, some standings updates. Uh, the Boston Bruins lead the East still at 32-11-9. They are 7-3 and three in their last 10. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning are third in the division at 28-20-5. They're 7-3 in their last 10. Uh, the New York Rangers, very strong coming out of the All-Star break. Uh, 34-16-3 currently. They're 6-3-1 in their last 10. They lead the Metro Division. Uh, the Dallas Stars lead the Central at 32-14-6. They are 7-2-1 in their last 10. And the Vancouver Canucks still lead the NHL at 35-12-6. They are 6-1-3 in their last 10. And I also want to discuss who is having a strong start after the All-Star break and who has kind of faltered after the all-star break so let me bring up the standings here real quick so as i said before the rangers currently are on a five-game win streak so they look very good after the all-star break and before the all-star break they didn't look very good so they're playing very well right now however the Colorado Avalanche are on a four-game losing skid, so they have not been playing as well out of the All-Star break as they were going in. And the Kraken uh, kind of are continuing to falter. Uh, they're on their third loss now in a row, and they've fallen out of a playoff spot. They've been out of a playoff spot for a little bit now. Um, so hopefully they can get it together because they are one of my favorite teams. And the Flames did lose their last game, uh, but they were on a four-game winning streak before that. So they were playing pretty well coming out of the All-Star break. So that's a big point of discussion uh, coming out of the All-Star break, who's performing well, who's not performing well. So it was kind of interesting to look at. Um, the Lightning lost their first two games out of the All-Star break, but they did win their last game against Columbus. And they're currently playing the Bruins right now in Boston. So I think we're still fine. You know, almost, it seems like almost every all-star break after the lightning get take a while to get it going. That's just how the lightning are. And that's just how it's always been uh, my time watching them. Uh, but that is going to do it for this episode of Just Saying. Part one of this episode, Just Saying. Uh, thank you all for so much for listening. Uh, really means a lot. The uh, support y'all have been showing the podcast has been fantastic. So thank you so much for that. Um, and again, don't forget to like, follow, follow the socials, uh, help us reach 100 followers. We are very, very close, like I've said before. And hope you all have a great rest of your day. And we will see you again soon.